Blog Talk Radio. I'm happy to be here. And I've got this long introduction that um, folks provided to read <laughs> about your background. And I, if I do that, we're going to run out of time. So let's just cover it as we sure. go. Um, I want to go back to, the, to, to your beginning here. You, you attended St. Vida High School. You're an alum of the school. Um, did you, at that point, pursue a vocation immediately? Did you, did you hear that call right away? You know, uh, Jim, I... Um it, it really probably started before St. Viator. Uh, uh, there were two priests in uh, in my home parish in Wheeling, Illinois, mm-hmm. who were just uh, positive role models. They were older, and uh, our family knew them well. Um, so mm-hmm. it was it was sort of a seed planted back there. But but really, when I went to St. Viator and, and met some Viatorians and uh, and really felt that I wanted to, that I saw myself in education being a teacher and uh, their their enthusiasm for uh, mm-hmm. for that really touched me um, and I had uh, some some good teachers uh, some good mentors and that was uh, I think at that stage uh, it really became clear to me that that this was this was something that at least I wanted to try and see if this is really where the Lord was calling me. You know, and it's interesting um, for those of us who, who knew you at the time. Uh, I was a student of yours. Um, there are so many key members of the Viatorian Order who were part of St. Vitor High School back in, the say, the 1970s. Um, names are sure. very familiar to anyone who knows the community. Yeah, tell me a little bit what that was like. That must have been a really exciting and inspiring time to be around and collectively working with all those people. It really was. Uh, you know, my very first assignment as a Viatorian uh, out of college was to go back to St. Viator and to teach there for two years as a as a young brother. Uh, and it was mm-hmm. exciting because the faculty, we had a large number of Viatorians there that all of us or, or many of us were younger, uh, spent uh, uh, time together, uh, and, and I think really grew into... Uh, the charism of our community of education of working with young people 
my my time there lasted only two years before I I went to to study geology. But they were they were really they were really great years, both in terms of the school, but also mm-hmm. in terms of Viatorian life together. It it really talks a lot about the community, and I think uh, many people felt and appreciated that. Now, you mentioned a two-year stint, and then and then you went on to pursue your studies further. Once you were ordained, what was the next step in your path, and where did you go after that? Uh, I was back in the classroom again. Uh, at this uh-huh. time, it was down in Springfield, Illinois, at uh, Griffin High School as uh, a school, a diocesan high school that the Viatorians administered, and uh, I spent about, I think, about seven or eight years there at uh, Griffin, back in the classroom, uh, dealing with uh, young people teaching uh, political science and religion. I had a little short stint as the athletic director, uh, but it, uh, that's where it led me, uh, down to uh, mm-hmm. Springfield. That was my, my first assignment as a priest. And in, in talking to many of your peers and, and people in the Viatorian community throughout the, the, the various podcast episodes we've had, we've talked about education. We've talked about uh, parish life, being a, uh, a pastor or working in yeah. a parish, uh, perhaps down in Bourbon A or Las Vegas. Um, we talked about all the great things being done um, with even Viatorian associates. What's What's the advantage? What makes the Viatorian community strong by having so many different roles and different purposes in in serving people because there's really a lot that goes on is that does that make it unique and and more advantageous well i don't know that it's it's uh that, that we're necessarily unique i think a lot of religious communities that uh, have the same experience you know a diversity of opportunities for their members to to sort of find their niche in how to serve the lord and to to serve god's people uh, for us, I think it has been a um, um, it's been a real grace. Um, the 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 via, for years we had kind of a a, a a a path of our of our unfolding vocation. Most members went into education. They taught for a long time, uh, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty years, and then moved to parish ministry, um, and it became sort of a logical progression. That's changed, I think, in in the more modern era. Uh, we have uh, we've had people who start out in parish work and and stay there because that's really where they feel called to uh, to, to to exercise their ministry. Um, and I think for for those of us who went from the classroom and education to parish ministry, I think it uh, it it gave us a a leg up on you know how to preach how to how to deliver a, a homily that was sort of <laughs> uh, organized and had some ideas and and uh, i had uh, so many of us have described a parishioner saying to you saying to us you've been a teacher you've been a teacher uh, and that's a good thing i think it 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 uh, it helps us i think uh, continue to to grow in our vocation 
We're uh, we're talking with Father Mick Egan today okay. on uh, Viatorian Voices, getting an update. Um, first of all, on his background, we're going to talk a little bit about the future as well. But your career path then took you into administration. You served as president back at St. Vitor High School, and uh, then a couple of uh, terms as provincial superior. Can you tell me about that phase, what that role is within the community? Sure, sure. Uh, the provincial superior is sort of the uh, the, the the leader of uh, of the local province, uh, in our case, the U.S. Um, and uh, provincials are in our province are elected by the members, and uh, the the role of uh, I think our constitutions describe the role of provincial superior as the first pastor of the province, uh, and I think in many ways that's the the uh, the most important role of the provincial to be a pastor for our men for the viatorians uh priests and brothers uh, you know there's a lot of administrative and uh stuff to take care of but in the end i think the the real uh, successful provincials and we've had lots of them have been the people who really um who really became pastors for us and cared about us and uh, helped us and guided us both personally and then collectively as a province. Now, do you take so that same of, view in your current I, I was going to just jump ahead here because you currently serve as sure. Superior General, which is a, a global yeah. view for the Viatorians. Can you, mm-hmm. does it translate to that level as well now, or is this a completely different role? You know, I, 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 yeah, at some levels it is, but um, my experience has been these are really two very different roles. Um, the, uh, the 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 superior general is um, really to, supposed to be the the animator and the leader for the international community uh, to sort of identify uh, directions and and uh, and. Uh, uh, visions, <coughs> excuse me, uh, for the international congregation, you know, and it's uh, it, it means uh, uh, understanding the the vast differences in cultures, from first world to third world countries, to uh, understanding the 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 emerging um, younger. Uh, members of the international congregation and some of our foundations, um, and it's a little complicated because it's a it's a three language uh, reality. And and from my perspective, I, I only have one of them, the English. So it's uh, uh, it complicates life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there I think are languages the, and, and the world. Go ahead. Uh, the the role of provincial, I think is is much more personal and related to personal interactions with the members of a province. Um, that's a little more difficult for a general, for a superior general. I understand, um, yeah. And, and I yeah. was kind of short, cutting you off there because I, I have so many more things I want to ask. No problem. short on time, a couple <laughs> minutes left. But in, in lieu of the languages, the cultures, the roles of educators and, and Parish, uh, parish priests. What, as you look at it as Superior General today, what's what's the biggest challenge you face? What what do the Viatorians have to really look at in in the next couple of years to uh, to move forward? Sure, sure. 
I think we're, we're, we face the same challenge that many religious congregations are facing, diminishing numbers, uh, aging. Um, so we have, to, we, have to, we have to face that reality. Uh, but at the same moment, um, I think what has emerged for our community is the whole um, reality of shared ministry with, with our lay partners and associates uh, who believe in the charism of our community and want to see that it continues living uh, in all sorts of ways. So I think that's one of the challenges. How do we, how do we negotiate that change into our, our own lives? Um, and that's, uh, you know, that, that, that calls us to, to at the same moment look to try to discern the signs of the times that, that call us as Viatorians um, to, uh, to perhaps new experiences in ministry. And uh, we, we, we hear consistently the call of Pope Francis uh, to not forget those counted of so little of importance, those on the periphery. And uh, I think yeah, our challenge will be to, to, to be faithful to the commitments we've had for many, many years uh, and that really uh, nurture us but also to open ourselves to uh, to where the Spirit is calling us as a congregation uh, in the years ahead. And, and before I let you go, we have about a minute left. Um, I want to go back yeah. to that very beginning when you talked about the inspiration and what you saw uh, early on in your career. Look back now or look look at the young people. We've talked about the Viatorian Youth Congress several times on the podcast are, are you excited uh-huh. and, and inspired by the by the young people that are are getting involved and being active and vocal in the community now? Oh, oh, my lord, yes, my lord, yes. I think uh, you know that's one of those success stories that um, that didn't put us necessarily in a classroom teaching, but mm-hmm. the experience of the youth congress and and experience of youth ministry that has been successful in. in inviting young people to see their place in the church and to see that it's uh that 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 we are less without them um that's really for me it's very exciting yeah well um you know we kind of rushed through a lot there we want to thank father mcegan for his time it's always great to have the opportunity to talk to him and uh to share information with all of you here on the podcast um representing the Viatorian community, which proclaims Jesus Christ and his gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. We thank you for being a part of this and taking the time to listen. On behalf of the Viatorians and Father Egan, I'm Jim Mitchell, and look forward to having you join us for future episodes of Viatorian Voices. Thanks so much, everyone.